So this is our second episode of Three-Way Theater. Well, <sighs> can we talk about this awesome movie that we just watched? Grunt, the wrestling movie. Oh my god. Grunt, exclamation point. The wrestling, the wrestling movie. movie. And that deserves an exclamation point. That's it 100% necessary. Sure does. Question about that. Runs, hits a dropkick, hits him in the body, and off comes the head. His head pops off. Straight clean off his yep. body. Mm-hmm. He didn't he go didn't. into high. Well, okay. He did. We're, he left. Spoiler alert. alert. We're, this whole podcast is a spoiler alert. Okay? No. We don't, oh, no. We no. tell this in no, chronological no, no. order. No, let's- Captain Carnage, Dr. Tweed, The Mask, Miss Linda, and Adrian Street. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. No, it was John Bonave. It's just from the grave. Alright, oh, wow. so that's definitely... That sounds like TLC to me. Not <laughs> TLC, the uh, <laughs> Lifetime no Channel. I love this movie. This movie is way better than Body Slam. Way better this than Body Slam. Fuck Body Slam. <laughs> fuck you, Dirk Benedict. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, M. Harry Smilak. Fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> Smilak motherfucker. Fuck you, Rick. Fuck shit. Captain right. Lou, I hope you fucking die. <gasps> Pretty good. I'm good. I'm good. sweating a lot. You are I very think, sweaty. Right I need now. to eat something. I'm actually I'm having a diabetic attack. Great. Oh, okay. I we need to go. We did not. Thanks, everybody. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjay. I'm JC, and you've been listening to Three Way Theater. To the three-way theater. TWT. Three-way theater. TWT. TWT. That's what we're calling it. That's right. That's what the kids are calling it these days. We're going to abbreviate the three-way theater. Yeah. So this is our second episode of three-way theater. Yes. My name is Mike Pava. I'm JC. And I'm Lumberjake. Let's thank you all for listening on whobazoo.com. On the booth. Um. On, on the, the booth. booth on hoobazoo.com. That's right. We love the booth. And on and on SoundCloud. And on YouTube. And on Twitter. We're, we're all over the place. We're everywhere. Mikey, uh, when can you listen to us on Hoobazoo? You can listen to us every Sunday night at 11 p.m. I thought it was 10. No, it's, no, no, it's 11. It's 11. It's 11? Yeah. It's 11 o'clock. Oh. Every Sunday. P.m. Yes. P.m. At night. In the AM. No. Is no. it AD or BC? At night. But is it before Christ? At AM. It... At night. Listen, guys. We're getting way off track here. 
Well, uh, can we talk about this awesome movie that we just watched? Grunt, the wrestling movie. Oh my god. Grunt, exclamation point. The wrestling, the wrestling movie. movie. And that deserves that exclamation point. That's it 100% necessary. Sure does. I just Where do we start? I mean, I guess we should start at the beginning. Oh, well, the beginning, you can't top the beginning. Well, to the year of our Lord, 1979, the grudge match of the century. For the, mov- for the record, the movie takes place, it was filmed in 1985. Uh, Correct. Five, yes. But it they start released. with the flashback to 1979 with the big grudge match. Six years prior. Which I mentioned to you before we started recording, Mikey, and really it feels like uh, when I when I first saw the trailer for this movie and I, I was talking to other people about it, this felt like a movie from the 70s. This felt like something that might have been recorded in, like, 76, 77. Like, so when I saw that it was actually 1985, I was I was shocked. It feels like a gritty movie from the 70s. But in a good way. Oh, in a, in a great way. That opening montage where it's a wrestling match between Mad Dog Joe DiCurso and Skull Crusher Johnson, I believe his name was. Um, I'll tell you in a second. Skull Crusher Johnson, that's right. Played by Victor Rivera. Oh, my God. So I guess we should just start from the top. So we're in this grudge match. It's, uh, again, to help with that gritty atmosphere. It's shot in black and white. Um, So many different cameras are going off. Strobe lights going off all over the place. Yeah, epilepsy alert. (laughs) Yes. If you have seizures, watch out. Here on the epileptic podcast here on Hoobazoo.com. Yes. Get into it. We're just here to warn you. So they start with the montage. They start, well, with the, not the, the flashback. Well, they, the flashback. They start with the flashback of this match. Yep. This grudge match. Uh, in in uh, Mad Dog's corner is, uh, is it Lola? Lola. That's Lola in his corner there. The love of his life. Um, but it's not entirely clear to me whether if she's, or they are, a good guy or a bad guy. Because he seems like a good guy at the beginning. Which is a common theme throughout this There's film. There's a problem yes. for this entire movie. Yes. They cannot decide on if someone's loved or hated. It's kind of on a whim. Which I guess that's kind of a commentary on wrestling. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they're being a little a little smarter than we're giving them credit for. Very deep. Well, so Skullcrusher Johnson is the heavyweight champion of the world. Yes. yes. Uh, accompanied by his manager, JJJ. JJJ. Yes. The legendary JJJ. Legendary JJJ. And uh, it's a pretty intense match. Even if we don't have a clearly defined uh, fan favorite or yeah. heel or bad guy, like there's definitely like it's an intense match. It fans, gets crazy. Fans get knocked over. Shit goes. Shit goes. It, shit gets real. It's, it gets well. It gets real, real in a, in a <laughs> couple moments down the road. But the match itself, uh, for what it is, some of the spots, some of the match, I, I'm going to tell you right now, we didn't really talk about what, you know, our last episode with Body Slam, we all had our, our, our issues with that movie, the misgivings with that movie. One thing, right from Jump Street, right from the beginning of this podcast, right watching this movie, I want to say that the wrestling in this movie was great. Phenomenal. It was fantastic, some of the spots they were doing. Like, for 1985, this is, this is revolutionary. Like... Body Slam had Rowdy Rowdy Roddy Piper. Body Slam, <laughs> fact. They had Rowdy Roddy Piper. It had the it had Tama. It had Barbarian. It had Tijo Khan. Who you know? I'm not. What can I say about them? But with legends like Rowdy Piper, 
how can these no-name people be so much better? It, well, if, they weren't all no-name people. I mean, no. You have Guerrero in there. We, yeah, it was the Mon- wrestling choreographer. Yes, which Mondo actually Guerrero. should pretty much explain why the wrestling is was so far so superior exactly. in this movie. And again, uh, maybe just to kind of put this into context, uh, the movie was released in November of 1985. So WrestleMania had already happened. Uh, this means it was filmed probably pre-WrestleMania even. Uh, but even in this movie, there are a lot of undertones of talking about rock and wrestling, rock and wrestling, and everything else. But so this movie was filmed well over a year before Body Slam, um, it, but it really just carves its own niche. And again, I just really want to stress how great all the matches are in this movie. And well, um, except for the women's match. Well, naturally, <laughs> that was. I'm, I'm going to say this now. Charlie Haynes, who was in the women's match later in the the movie is actually really good. Hey, hey, hey. give Divas a chance. <laughs> it is the uh, Diva Revolution in 1985. Yes. And uh, by the way, Mondo Guerrero actually trained all the women from Glow. He was the uh, he was really? the head trainer of Glow. Hmm. So, Mondo so he got them in this movie. Yeah, basically. So again, the, the the action is fast. It's furious. It's everything I could want from a wrestling movie. Uh, black and white's really adding to the atmosphere. And then it happens. Oh, it happens. <laughs> while, Mad jo- while Mad Dog Joe DeCurso is hung up in the ropes, in a way I've never seen in a Mad Dog. Well, no, ever. he's not hung up in the ropes. No, Johnson. no, no, he's oh. hung up in the ropes. What do you mean well, in a way you... Oh, okay. He's kind of he's kind of hung up between the... He's okay, middle. Lay, he's laying, like, in, in between. between. Okay, I get what you're saying, yes. And then... Skull Crusher Johnson charges at him. Takes a charging three times. Leap. No, no. Well, this is before that. Oh, before that. This is how he gets into the hangman. Okay, all right. He takes the flying leap and hang puts himself in the hangman, much like Mick Foley yeah, when he lost la, his ear. Yeah, a la Cactus Jack or Samu in the nineteen ninety four Royal Rumble oh. or Fatu in every match he had from nineteen ninety five until two thousand. Just, just shout out to my boy Oos. Oh, but uh, the hangman he puts him in there and Mad Dog drops a knee on him and he drops that first knee drops a second knee and then he starts hitting the ropes and this is when he hits the ropes three times back boom fourth back fourth and he runs and he drop kicks him in the body all that momentum all the momentum he built up although he was running back and forth and then he had to run a separate direction so wouldn't he be moved, losing all that momentum maybe but in theory movie logic but him hitting the ropes back and forth that's actually making the hangman tighter yes, on oh, yes that's, good point. Adding the, that's adding the stress on mm-hmm. there so he knew what he was doing yeah maybe and, by hitting the ropes three times was actually softening him up for what is to come or maybe tightening the ropes yes. a little bit tighter alright and then he runs Okay, say what's going to happen, because I have a question about that. Runs, hits a dropkick, hits him in the body, and off comes the head. His head pops off. Straight clean off his yep. body. Mm-hmm. He is literally decapitated in We're the ring. We're two minutes into this movie. <laughs> and we have a decapitation in the ring. Ugh. So, you brought up a great point, Jake, and I want to I wanna ask both of you your, your true thoughts of this, especially after watching this movie. We watched it together. This is the first time we kind of did that. Well, we uh, watched it together, and we also had 
some other people watching with us as yes. well. We had a full audience. We really did. started just showing up and sitting down with us and watching this movie. And I think it's a credit to this movie where instead of just getting up and leaving and watching this what you would think would be an awful wrestling movie to being sucked in and stayed <laughs> till the end credits as we sang the well, song, the, the well, titular theme, which we'll get to later. But so let me let me posit this question to you guys. So you're uh-huh. saying that he was wa- he was running back and forth, he was tightening the ropes. Do you think Mad Dog had the intentions of decapitating Skull Crusher Johnson? No. Because I will say that the way this match is framed, that Mad Dog is the bad guy. He is uh, a grizzled, hardened man. Everybody, he's the Mad Dog. But and the thing is, he is he was wrestling fairly clean, minus one raking of the eyes on the ropes. Okay. And while Skullcrusher Johnson was being blatantly was cheating. No, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think he had intentions of decapitation. And, uh, here's my reason why. The way he did it, the guy was hung up in the ropes, he hit the ropes back and forth and hit the drop kick. That makes me, that makes me speculate that he's done it before. That's something he's done. And, um, and nobody's been decapitated before or else it would have been a way bigger deal. Do you think there's been a lot of other decapitations in wrestling before this? In, well, no. In the movie? No, no, because but, in the in the trailer, it's like the biggest thing ever that this happened. However, afterwards, that's all any wrestler can talk about is decapitating someone in the ring. Right. That they're obsessed with decapitating someone. Do you think there's been decapitations after this incident? Well, other than that one Russian video, which which was we don't know what's going on behind the Iron Curtain. It was it was fake. That was definitely a faked video. You could see the strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was a reenactment. Do you th- no, that was the Russians oh, trying to recreate. Okay. Yes. All right, all right. I think that was commentary on the uh, yes. on the on the Cold War. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, Skull Crusher's dead. But let's talk about the af- the immediate aftermath, <laughs> the press conference. Oh man, the promoters. Um, <laughs> and this, this no, it wasn't a press conference yet. He just well, the the, the he, he got chased down by reporters. Right. This this is where I fell in love with this movie. This I mean, there's a right lot of here. favorite moments in this movie. This might be my favorite part of the movie, where the, the reporters ask, "Can a man that's been decapitated be the heavyweight champion?" I just everything about it, I love. Can this? Can a man who loses his head be the heavyweight champion? The the Howard Cosell uh, announcer. This is terrible. Yeah, it was. Like, it was like the Hindenburg crash. Yes. Oh, the humanity. Exactly. Um, the I love the talking heads. Well, not the literal talking heads. <laughs> yeah, you know, he wasn't talking. They afterwards. lost his head. But the uh, the different cut-ins from fans getting their reactions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can we can we reenact that? Uh, what do you think of what happened? Uh, I wanted a head in my beard, not a head in my lap. <laughs> that was the referee's reaction. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, holy shit. It's um, and, and also, uh, shocked. Yeah. Horrified. Well, the other ones, I don't remember all no, of them. No, it was just shocked. Horrified. They said, shocked. They said three horrified. of them, and they went back and forth between the Shocked two. and horrified were the only two. And then six months later, horrified. Shocked. shocked. Horrified. Shocked. Between the four different people. So the, with the straightest faces ever, too. Oh, like, yeah. Not looking like they're shocked at all. Except for which Adrian is what Street. I love about this movie. 
No, that's and that is again to the credit of this movie where they're they're playing it completely straight uh-huh. because this is a documentary. This movie is being filmed as a well, I guess a mockumentary. But the way that they are establishing it and the way they are playing it, there are tons of jokes in this movie. But they treat wrestling, they treat the decapitation dead serious, dead serious, which it makes it amazing. Oh, it's so good. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite lines is uh, the the. I guess promoter or whatever the the heavyweight title says um, when asked, "Are you going to like can a man who's been decapitated be the champion?" He goes, "Well, I don't want to set a precedent." Right, I wrote that down too. <laughs> <laughs> like everything about this, it just and, and then he says, "It's been a real long day." Yeah, yeah it's been a long day. So and, uh, we're we're now shown the aftermath of this. We're shown the the, the different people talking about the incident uh we're shown that uh mad dog has been acquitted of all charges oh um also uh skull crusher's manager jjj responds with uh he should not be stripped of the title he's come back from worse yes <laughs> that's right he's come back from worse uh-huh. than decapitation yep um, um the the judge the lawyers have been able to argue that this was an accident. Uh, honestly, I think Steve Avery should get the lawyer of uh, Mad Dog to curse. I would him. totally so agree with that. Why would Mad Dog go into hiding? He didn't he go did. into hiding. Well, okay, he did. We're, he left. Spoiler alert. alert. We're, this whole podcast is a spoiler alert. Okay? No, we don't, oh, no, we yeah. tell this in no, chronological no, no. order. Let's let's not jump a. Fucking hour and a half into listen, this. Listen, listen. Spoil the hey, best part of this goddamn. Mad movie. Dog Joe DeCurso jumped off a bridge. Mad Joe was acquitted of all charges, but the guilt was too much for him because he, he was out of work and out of worth. And he jumped. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. And he jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. To the Brooklyn Bridge. Either or. A bridge. To his supposed death. To his alleged death. Uh Uh-huh. Apparently, they never bothered to look for a body. Nobody's been to the morgue. We are taking it at face value. They actually say that in the movie, too. Yes. They never went to the morgue. Never Never went to the morgue. Um, Cut to black, though. Six years later. Six six years. years Six long years later. For the record, from 1979 to 1985 is a world's difference. A world's difference. Uh, That's why it was black and white and now it's in color. Exactly. Exactly. It's a commentary on uh, race relations. You're, uh, somebody said, somebody that we were sitting with, it might have been your sister, I'm not sure, said that it should be six months later. <laughs> but they've gone ahead and gone six years. years into the future. I wrote that. I'm like, so this movie's in the future. But no, because it's a documentary, we were actually looking at the past. So now we're in modern day. Modern day, 1985. Ah. uh, A huge press conference has been called to discuss the status of the heavyweight championship. Because it's just come to their attention that in six years, he has not gotten, he has not defended his title. He's held the title for six years and he's been dead. Yep. And uh, he said. Longest reign. So. In GWF history, in GWA history. Some would argue Bob Acklin was dead for most of his title reign, too. Yeah. If his title reign was any longer, he would be the Bay State champion. <laughs> wow. Inside baseball. Shots fired! Nobody knows anything that no, you're saying. No, or no. everybody knows. All right. Um, but uh, when questioned, wasn't he buried with the belt? Uh, the promoter uh, hems and haws and says, I'll get back to you on ooh, that. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, oh, we'll get back to you on that one. Mm-hmm. Cut to filmmaker 
Leslie Uggams. Not 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 the Leslie Uggams. Who's Leslie? Who's Leslie Uggams? Oh, you tell us. I have no idea who Leslie Uggams is. That's but that's the joke. (laughs) But uh, Leslie Uggams. Apparently, I looked her up. She yeah, was so you know who Leslie Uggams is. Why don't you tell everybody? Well, uh, she she played Blind Al in Deadpool. I've never seen Deadpool. It's a good movie. Um, I'm, uh, yeah. We're here on the uh, the superhero podcast here on Hoopsie.com. <laughs> I'm a super zero. <laughs> so Leslie Uggams, he's he he believes that Mad Dog Joe DiCurso in reality, is now a new upstart wrestler in... No, no, no. This is the documentary guy. This is Leslie Uggams. No, the documentary guy is just trying... He is positing the fact at the beginning of this. Uh, he he He's basically the one that just showed us the grudge match. He has showed us the press conference where we, we quickly mentioned the heavyweight title that has been held for six years now has been held up because of Vacated. no title defenses. And there will be a battle royale right. elimination match yes. held in Los Angeles new to determine the new world champion, right. which has brought out uh, everybody out of the woodwork wanting to be champion. One of those people being the Mask, which is now now we are brought to Leslie Uggams, who has uh, basically he's shown us all this footage because he has been a pro wrestling fan since he was a kid. Yep. So Joe Joe Curso. Uh-huh. But, but wait, I love this bet. So he's been a wrestling fan since he was a kid when he walked in on his mom and dad wrestling. Yes. <laughs> and that's how and you he's know. been fascinated ever since. And that's how you know this is going to be a great movie because, again, it's filmed in mockumentary style. So you got the boom mic hanging in frame. Yep. Yeah. Like. <laughs> the sound guy also hanging in frame. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, Standing there. So he's he's basically framed this entire thing for us. And he is basically stating his opinion that the mask holds many similarities to Mad Dog Joe DeCurso. No, Joe, Joe Curso. He has. Oh, Joe. He's, Joe. he's <laughs> questioning it, but the guy who really goes headlong into it is the the uh, fan club president, Doctor Tweed. Doctor Tweed. For the record, um, the weird part about it is the mask is a big fan favorite. Right, they do. He, Leslie makes it no. Hero to children, kisser of puppies. Yes, has kisser made fans all across the country. Each country he's jumped to. Uh huh. Boom, he's a giant superstar, fan favorite. He's found a beautiful French bride over there on his journeys. Yep. Like so, we are basically told by Leslie Uggams that he is a giant fan favorite. Yep, and he's coming here to the United States for the first time. And then cut to the head of the fan club. Oh yep. no, no, no! Then cut to. Wrestling Tonight. Oh, Wrestling Tonight. I had my doubts that we were going to find a song much like uh, Kick's American Way. Oh, this was even better. Nothing I could have hoped for. I was pleasantly surprised and pleasantly wrong. I was ecstatic to find out what we found out. Oh, man. We got to wait for that. Yeah, no, we're going to... But, like, so so this is... Another huge difference between Body Slam and and this movie is that Body Slam is barely a movie. We bitched and complained about the fact that there was absolutely no payoff to anything yep. that happened. Yeah. Loose ends weren't tied. Now, because I, of Body Slam 2, which was going to Right, that happen. we're making. Yeah, yeah. That we're actually going to be producing. Pat, patent pending. But, Grunt! Exclamation mark, the wrestling movie 
is absolutely a movie. Even though it's filmed as a documentary, they do this big prologue. They do an introduction. They frame everything around this battle royal. Um, do you think Grunt the Wrestling Movie is Grunt the Wrestling Movie? Or is it Ugh, the Wrestling Movie? Oh, I kind of like, like that. Like a stage reaction. The wrestling movie. Which is why I thought the exclamation point was curious, because... Well, it should have been a question mark if it was curious. Yeah, yeah. would it be... Grunt? Would it be... <laughs> the wrestling movie? I guess it's Grunt! It could have been a period. Grunt! grunt! The wrestling movie. The wrestling movie. No, it's Grunt! It's yelling at you. I like... Ugh, the wrestling, the wrestling movie. movie. I kind of like that, too. Hmm. So... I just like how everything is built. There is a complete three-act structure. There is this this big frame of what we can expect and what we're building to. And then it cuts to this beautiful song that we didn't find out until afterwards was sung by Shana. Shana. What? I can't even. Man. In 1985, and it has a music video where Shana is singing. When the credits started rolling and that popped up, we all... Wrestling tonight. Do you think right now is the time I should? I think you should. Yeah. You know what? Let's not wait and wait for it. All Give right. it to us, Jake. Give us the lyrics. Give us the first verse. Okay. <clears throat> ah. <coughs> the wrestling movie. Quiet, please. Quiet and set. Captain Carnage, Doctor Tweed, the Mask, Miss Linda in Adrian Street, the Human Bomb Shelter, Jake the Snake. Ask Mad Dog DeCursa if it's real or fake. Golden Greek Tolis, the giant goon. Take on El Toro and the Grunt Brothers too. The wild Samoans got something crazy going. They're gonna be going after you, you, you. Wrestling, Wrestling tonight. tonight. Everything Wrestling. is bigger than life. Uh, Wrestling tonight. Rock and roll and wrestling tonight. So there we have the other reference of rock and roll and wrestling actually in the song. Yeah, and they mentioned body slams. This this song would have been hey, just as good for body slams. Here's what else they mentioned. Jake the Snake, who's not in the movie. Or the Wild Samoans. Who's, uh, who are in body slam. And classy Freddie Blassie. <laughs> who's in body slam. Now there is a, and Burt Reynolds. Now there is it? a... Wait, jeez. <laughs> Cannonball Run and... Smokey oh, and the uh, Bandit. And Smokey and the Bandit 2. The journey home. <laughs> um, yeah, I completely lost track. <laughs> no, these guys—they're just naming. They're naming. Look, so they mentioned Dick Murdoch, right? Who's then also a grunt one, brother one of the that grunt we'll brothers. meet later on, and uh, possibly one of the other grunt brothers may or may not be the destroyer, Dick Byers. There also may or may not be a second and third lyric. To this uh, a verse, no, to this you entire... made that up in your head. No, no, I mean there was still at least three minutes left of this song. All right, there that was right. just yes. the first verse. We gotta delve. We'll, we're gonna play this for you. Don't worry. We'll close the so, show with wrestling tonight. Well, yes. while Jake was doing an amazing rendition of wrestling tonight, I just wanted to point out because I was just gushing over the way this movie was actually a movie and actually had a structure. The director was Alan Holzman. V. Alan Halsman? V. Alan Halsman. Uh, he used to do uh, stand-up comedian in the Berkshires. Oh, uh, No, that wow. was Alan Shempman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, oh, course, no. of but, course. Okay, so I, I just got to say that he was uh, He was Snape in uh, in Harry Potter. Uh, that was Alan Rickman. Oh, oh, my... Right, 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 right. Right, yes. My bit. 
Tree, you're the one that knows nothing yeah. about movies. <laughs> That's my stuff. So, uh, Alan Holzman has done absolutely nothing. He did the 1985 <laughs> movie Out of Control. Uh, in Grunt, he, he did 85. Uh, some of his other movies, uh, he did a nice TV movie in 1991, The Intimate Stranger. Um, he is actually a documentary filmmaker. Sounds like um, he did The Survivors of the Holocaust. Intimate Stranger sounds like a Lifetime movie. Yeah, um, right. Probably, I'm going to say, without hyperbole, was... Cut, cut, cut? No, it was John Bonet messages from the grave. All right, oh, wow. so that's definitely that sounds like wow. TLC to me. Not <laughs> TLC, the uh, they <laughs> lifetime don't want no scrubs. <laughs> John Bonet. Hey, he has won two Emmys. <laughs> no disrespect to John, John Bonet or the Ramsey family or the Ramsey family. Did you know that John Ramsey remarried to the mother of Natalie Holloway? Wait, what? Is that true? That's a that, yeah. John Ramsey married Natalie Holloway's mom. Natalie Holloway was the girl who disappeared. Jordan Vandersloot. And then, so th- how does how does that happen? I don't know. Were they at like a grief thing together? I, like, how do they meet up? Isn't that crazy? Welcome to the conspiracy podcast <laughs> here on Ubazoo.com. We'll be diving head into this. I'd love to do a conspiracy podcast. Well, we can do it. Keith Hayes, make it happen. Send us to one. Ubazoo. Can I just? Can I just plug my favorite murder for that? Uh, no, please. I want you to plug your favorite murder yeah. <laughs> for that. Uh, that my favorite murder podcast for that fact. Oh, there we, there we go. Drop in right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, so he's a documentary filmmaker. Amazing guy. Love you, Al. You're a good man. Uh, no pig. <laughs> you miss me, Al? <laughs> With every shot so far. <laughs> mm-hmm, ham. 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 We're okay. going crazy. We're, we are way <laughs> off the mark. So let's dive into uh, Leslie Uggam's meeting, Dr. Tweed. Dr. Tweed, um, the, president the president of a fan club, not just any fan club, the fan club Mad Dog Joe DeCurso is the mask fan club. Yes. <laughs> Very specific fan Very club. Very specific fan club. And he needs to get back to the top of the fan club world. And his fan club consists of himself and apparently one other guy. Who he who doesn't work for him anymore. And doesn't know anything. Nope. And uh so Dr. Tweed, not a doctor, not a cab driver, apparently, but, but drives, he drives a, taxi. a cab, yeah. <sighs> He's a cab driver in the literal sense that he drives a taxi cab car, but he does not pick people up and right. deliver them. Again, I feel like Dr. Tweed unfortunately represents the the common misconception with wrestling fans. Do you think he's what? supposed to be like a smart fan? Yes. He's yes. a smart fan that yeah. thinks he knows yeah. everything. Nah, uh, I'd like to point out to you that I am the president of the uh, <laughs> Mad Dog. Gio DiCurso is uh, the mask. Uh, and I gotta say that out of all 132 matches that he's had in this time, he's without a doubt one of the best wrestlers ever. I'll say this. I've never seen the movie, but uh, Dr. Tweed apparently was in... Uh, the Princess Diaries. I'm big Princess Diaries fan, people. Are you, are you being serious? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so break it down for us. Who is Dr. Was Tweed he? in The Princess Diaries? Yeah. I didn't know he was. I'm going to run home right now, rewatch but, The Princess Diaries on Blu-ray DVD that I have. No, no, no. We have a no, podcast. No, 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 it's fine. You guys got it from yeah, here. But, no, no, no. You guys, we, you guys take it from uh, here. This is it's the uh, three-way theater. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't work with just two of us. You guys, uh, really? 
I don't think it, I don't think it has the same no. the, quite the same impact. Okay, I'll stay. All right, but uh, just to know that I am gonna go home after we're done recording this podcast, rewatch the Princess Diaries and yeah. Princess Diaries okay. two because you can't just watch one. So to be continued. To be continued. To follow be up on on yeah, Doctor Tweed. Yes. Okay, stay tuned. Okay, stay tuned for more. Um, they have they have a scene shot inside the uh, wrestling. Yeah, during okay, so during um, we kind of got the setup. We got a lot of different clips of the wrestlers and the different characters that are going to be in this movie. <laughs> One of my favorite bits is uh, they have the Savage character, like uh, a ripoff Kamala, if you will, mm-hmm. and he's and he yells something like. Uh, how can I be a savage without a headdress? How can I be a savage without a shrunken head? He's just bitching and complaining. And, um, yeah, that's exactly what wrestlers do, too. So, Well, I, I, so I love the relationship of Leslie Uggams and Dr. Tweed because it's really our heart of our movie. And it really helps give us the backstory on Mad Dog Joe DeCurso and kind of showing about his family origin because we learn about the cockfighting that would eventually lead to Joe DeCurso's dad's death. Yeah, he was um, he was a cockfighter when they moved to America from Italy, but apparently DeCurso's dad was feeding his chickens um, amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> and again, a lot of parables here, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, parallels between uh, cockfighting. And wrestling. And uh, I've seen a lot of wrestlers on amphetamines, too. (laughs) Fact. So, um... So we just get... The mafia kills Joe DiCurso's father. And, uh... They, um... They kill him. Joe DiCurso, what's he to do? No father. Other than become a mad dog, apparently. So, the documentary format allows us to jump kind of back and forth between things. It lets us find out about the origin stories of Mad Dog Joe, about his father's untimely death due to the cockfighting ring, and the underground cockfighting ring. Cockfighting ring? Is that a different kind of cock ring? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I just call the cockwing ring that I wear. Cockwing? Cockwing. Okay. Yeah, that's actually the head cockfighter. Oh, cockwing duck. Yeah. Let's get dangerous. When in trouble, call CW. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so but the so Leslie kind of uh he's our bridge here. He brings us through everybody. We meet Dr. Tweed. We we get reintroduced to Lola at, at Lola's the wrestling gym. school with her students Killer it's Tomato and, and eggs. <laughs> Which I got again so many props to the writers of this movie because the names in this movie are amazing. Uh-huh. Every single wrestling name um but some of them are their real names. Uh, I believe it was like Debbie the Killer Tomato was that woman's wrestling name. Didn't, didn't we say that it wasn't eggs? It just sounded like eggs. It may have been Ace. I prefer I think it, it was to be Ace. eggs. I I want it to be eggs. Believe me. But I the only reason I think it's eggs is because tomato and eggs like ketchup and eggs. I can deal with those scrambled eggs. I don't know if that's what they were going for. I feel like they were going for eggs. And uh, Lola unceremoniously runs out of her wrestling school in the middle of training and peels off in her car. And then they follow up the very next morning by going to her house. Mm -hmm. Yep. No boundaries in this movie. They brought her flowers. Knock on the door. Hold on one second. No, she says come in. And they just barge in. The door is not locked. They walk right in. 
and they walk right up the stairs to a frying pan of the fucking, fucking face. Fucking double frying pan. You know, I gotta say, very dangerous for a single woman living alone to just yell, come in. Well, she was yep, prepared. She's got a frying pan, yeah. always ready, waiting for her by the top of the stairs mm-hmm. in the event it's an intruder, rapist, whatever. So, shouldn't eggs have the frying pan? Well, you know what they say, out of the fire? Into, into the, the frying, frying pan. pan. That's not what they say. Scratch that's, that. Reverse no, that, it. That's not what they say? <laughs> oh, killer tomato. Oh, that killer tomato. So we get to Taz go... Taz really loves her. <laughs> so we also again get to... We get to go get reintroduced to JJJ. JJJ, yep. Where again, uh, each each introduction, each reintroduction, gives us a little more of a peel of the onion, a little more of the backstory, a little more. Was the onion another one of the trainees? There? He was. Yes. He was in there. He was uncredited. Okay. But the onion was there, and we we learn more about about just the history of Mad Dog, while well, Leslie is convinced. That Mad Dog and the Mask are one and the same. Because they wrestled very similarly. They look very similarly. Mm, not really. Muscular frame. So when we're reintroduced to JJJ, he's... In a wheelchair? In a wheelchair and has aged <laughs> At least 40, 40 years. years in six years. Conservatively. Roughly. He's aged 40 years. He is now an old man in who, a wheelchair. Who needs help getting into the ring... Another reason why I just love this movie. Yeah, and he's, uh, oh, you're one of those Hollywood phonies. And this guy can't stop swearing. That's the best thing. Yep. So, again, it's a, it's a conscious choice on the part of the filmmakers, or Leslie himself, to bleep out every word basically coming out of his mouth. We must have skipped something because he definitely... I'm skip. What I'm skipping. I'm not skipping. I don't want to skip the bulk of what's happening okay. here. Oh, we but, we did. No, but we no, no, skipped. No, no. I, I, we, we got the Grunt Brothers and stuff. I, I know. Listen, I'm not listen, skipping. We don't have to go through everything. But piece by piece here. We're already at forty minutes. I understand, which let's is why again I was just tighten trying. it up. Okay, yes. let's tighten it up. There was a set of tits we're skipping over. I'm oh. not. I'm not jumping over the Grunt Brothers. I just need. I, again, I'm just using the documentary's point of view of, of talking about these little bullet points and getting reintroduced characters that we met in the grudge match in 1979 that they're using as a real kind of basing point to say this is why the mask could be Mad Dog Joe. Mm-hmm. And then our first true meeting of Mad Joe, or, or the mask rather, yeah. sorry, is at a GWA... Uh, and our, our event here in Hackensack, New Jersey, where we're introduced to who I thought might have been our heroes of this movie, the Grunt Brothers. Played by Dick Murdoch and um, a man named Richard Byers on IMDb could possibly be the destroyer Dick Byers. Who's to say? Because he looked just like an old, crazy-haired man. Absolutely. <laughs> now, now, do you think the Grunt Brothers... Were named after this movie? No, no, of no. Why, not. why would they be? Why would it be Grunt the movie? And they're the Grunt brothers. Shouldn't they have so a bigger part in this movie? Here's my thing. I don't think they had a name for this movie. I think they were just filming and they were rolling, and we were just naming awesome characters like Killer Tomato and Eggs, and they had the Grunt brothers. I like to think the writer, uh, the the, the producer, like, so what's the name of this movie? And the writer went, huh. 
the wrestling movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the wrestling movie. Yeah, Grunt the wrestling movie, alright. So we had this amazing promo by Jim Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> interviewing the Grunt brothers. Uh, incredible sound bites. We'll, we'll, we'll drop it in a little bit here. And then we meet The Mask. With it, his manager, Lana. It, it was a woman with a terrible accent who couldn't quite decide on what it was. Very similar to Matt Hardy. And to Lana. And oh, to, uh, yeah, you know what? I do like... Uh, it's definitely some Matt Hardy. Just kind of goes in and out of various... I'd like to think that while Matt Hardy was uh, working on his new character in TNA, he stopped and watched Grunt the Wrestling Movie to get some ideas. Absolutely, I'd agree with that. And uh, so, which leads to a fight between the mask. What a fight! Someone, I believe Dick Murdoch, grabs it's that woman by the throat yep. and tosses her uh, across the room. And then they double suplex the mask on the ground. Oh, it's and so great. His feet, if they don't hit, they come so close to beating that woman in the face. Make sure to get that all spliced in there correctly. Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. It's so great. we then uh, cut from the fight to the match. Hackensack, New Jersey, one of the greatest cities for wrestling ever. <laughs> Arguably. 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 The wrestling hub. Wrestling hub. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Hackensack. Hackensack. Definitely. And we see this match. Hacky it's sack. two on one for some reason. For some reason. Um... Doesn't make a whole lot of difference, though. No. The mask dispatches of both of them. Very easily. The, the Grunt yeah. Brothers were speaking. Both the Grunt, Grunt Brothers, brothers are yep. taken out easily after a, a timely distraction by a beautiful pair of tits. She flashes her tits. We're not ex- was not expecting Nobody tits. saw that coming. No one thought that it would be into episode two of the three-way theater that we'd get our first set of tits. I did not notice it was rated R until... Was it rated R? It was rated R. All right. So, well, you know, what was Body Slam rated? Um, probably PG. PG, PG thirteen. It was rated Fun for All Ages because PG thirteen G- didn't G? exist until Jaws. No, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's what I said. Indiana Jones and the in the Jaws Kalima. of Doom. Kalima, 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 Oh, so um, the mask dispatches of them fairly easily. Easily, yep. Uh. They go to see the old man. The old man has a trainee there named Chicken Ear. Chicken Ear. Again, the names are just amazing in this movie. <sighs> They're such great names. And, I mean, let's not even talking about the names Tommy Warhead or Kami Warhead. Kami Warhead, which we Kami, thought... Tommy no, Warhead. No, it can't be Kami Warhead. It must be Tommy Warhead. And then it was Kami Warhead. Well, I'd like to think his time... nickname was Kami. Kami Tommy Tom. Warhead. Yeah. Uh, at first, when... You said Tommy Warhead. Someone said, tell me Warhead, not Tommy. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then they said, I thought they said Tommy, but it was Kami. And I was confused by the whole. (laughs) It's Kami Warhead. Uh, It is Kami Warhead. Who ended up bleeding in in this event, in this movie, for some reason. So... Like so, so again, we kind of we we're, we're we're meeting people. We get reintroduced to JJJ. We learn some awesome wrestling names from some of the trainees, and um, basically the question is just asked over and over again by Uggams every time: Is the mask Mad Joe? And at this point, guys, what do you think? Did you guys have your thoughts one way or the other on whether Mad Dog was actually the mask? Well, they. 
definitely went out of their way to make you believe that the mask it was, was but Mad Dog. Although, everyone they asked that knew Mad Dog said, said no. no. Right, exactly. Lola but said no, and his partner, I, uh, Tony Atlas, said no. I, I knew there was going to be a swerve at the end, so I didn't want to really... But I knew they were really putting it in there and putting it in your head that Well, yeah, they the said so many times. They Mad said, Dog. without a doubt... He is the mad. mannerisms, the moves that they do. Others say the the, the tattoo removal, right? Yeah, the yeah, scars. One has tattoos, and the other one has scars where the tattoos would have been. Right, like they both do the John Tolis punch. Right. I mean, there there are so many things. So I know, Mikey, you thought that there was going to be some kind of swerve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jake, your brother and there had was kind of, but we there, we there was we, we, all, we all had our theories at this point. And uh, Jake's brother had probably the best theory that I was really kind of holding out hope for. Uh huh. Uh, basically, that uh, Skull Crusher Johnson's head was reattached to a different body, right. and was basically reanimated as the right. mask. Because if they can take off an entire arm for the removal of they the tattoo, did, they did bring that up. Yes, so they would unmask, and it would be and it Skull would Crusher, be Crusher Johnson. Skull Crusher Johnson. What a great idea! That right? Is. is there any proof that that didn't happen? Um. Well, no. I think at the end we kind of because. Just, well, I mean, how would you know? Because Skull Crusher also, Johnson was wearing, was wearing a mask. Okay, maybe that's true. But I think they've kind of pr- because he was having all these flashbacks. Well, no, I thought that was Mad Dog. That was Mad Dog. Yeah, that was Mad Dog having the flashbacks of. Like I thought that was almost like a. Well, that's because I've at been one here point before, I right. felt that's a good that point too. there was a chance that. Okay, again, we're we're jumping okay. to the main event. It's okay, but I don't want right. to get right to the main event. We, we, we don't, you know, it's I want to get to El Toro. All right, talk about it. El Toro, played by Mondo Guerrero, who's the fight choreographer. He was great. So we get I, to we get to see Mask in action wrestling El Toro. Um, we get to see the shenanigans from the French Lana. Uh, Character and at this point, the entire crowd is for El Toro. They yes. love El Toro, but again, they still keep on presenting uh-huh. the mask as a giant fan. Because favorite. in the next scene, he drives up in a vehicle, and people are having some, I love well, what, what, the mask. Well, after he beat the Grunt Brothers, he used a chain, and they said, "I think looks like the mask right. is turning to a bad guy." Mm-hmm. There is that question that the announcer asks, which again, I guess, makes it question ourselves right. whether how great this mask is. Yes. And we meet El Toro, who everybody loves El Toro. Everybody. I love El Toro, comes out wearing his mask and his horns, and then immediately unmasks. Yep. And it's Mondo Guerrero, who's just fantastic. And he kicks ass. He kicks ass. So much great. Again, the choreography, the wrestling is amazing. And uh, we see the true depths that the mask is willing to take to win. Um, I believe the female announcer kind of really says it best. I believe it was Deborah McMichael as, uh, you know. Oh, Oh, the girl who's only been announcing, watching wrestling for six months. Yes. Because in the six months that I've been watching wrestling, I have never, ever seen anything quite like this. (laughs) And uh, then she asks the age-old question, what came first, rock and roll or wrestling? Think about it. It was wrestling. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which uh, Leslie Uggams immediately pointed out also. Wrestling. But uh, uh, basically, uh, uh, she is just horrified that the rope, that the that the, the, the steps have been thrown into the ring, but which the card- we thought were cardboard, cardboard steps. Cardboard steps, until you see the big gash 
on the back. Don't call her that, Jake. No, 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 no. I mean the open wound. That's yeah. Don't call her that. <laughs> that's very rude. Oh, you're you're saying the the injury on the back of El Toro. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the gash you're talking yeah, yeah. about. Oh. It looks like it looks like there was a trim in his back. Uh, Oh, oh! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, so so we see the 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 wound, the injury on the back of El Toro, and the master takes right advantage of it, just just attacking him, but he's getting himself disqualified. Yes. So again, we're seeing the the depths that this man is <laughs> including to Sophia take. Vergara is very sad. Oh, El Toro. Oh, El Toro. Oh, that's. It's two podcasts in a row we get to do our Spanish accents. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been working so hard on them. So we're, we're basically, we're on the road to this battle royal. Uh, Leslie and Dr. Tweed, they're trying to, to determine what's going on, and they're watching video footage. They, they got video footage from Lola. Lola, yes, she finally um, relinquishes. She says she hasn't seen Mad Dog in six years. He hasn't been back. He hasn't gotten his stuff. She still has all of his clothes, all of his tapes. Because one would think he's dead, but again, no one's been to the morgue. Yeah, right? Nobody's checked. Uh, my favorite part about the the unraveling of Dr. Tweed and Mad Dog, and they're, they're basically going crazy trying to make this movie, making this documentary, trying to find out the truth. Uh, they, they keep on replaying footage over and over again. Uh, <laughs> I, I said, you know, and it's, again, a lot of JFK. Yes. You know, uh, you know mask well, I feel into like the left. left. Mask. <laughs> Into, into the, the left. left. I feel like they have. He obviously has his own agenda where he wants it to. He wants oh. Mad Dog to be the mask, and he doesn't want. He doesn't want the truth. So it's That's very. What he make, wants it's very making a murderer. Because when because second Steve Avery reference of the podcast right. nailed it. All right. I, I I again. I'm just. I'm jumping ahead. Um, I don't want to jump ahead too much because literally the best part of the movie, Exotic Adrian Street. Well, Exotic so, Adrian's street. street. So we segue through back and forth. We're, we're, we're using Leslie here, and they're going crazy, and they have to get some answers, so they know they're going to get answers by going on Wally George. Yes. We have, um, yeah, Wally George, I believe. And making his film debut, Wally George. Playing himself. I had no idea this guy was a real guy. Yeah, he, he seems like a ripoff of a Morton Downey Jr. Okay. Like, He's in the hot seat. You're in the hot seat, yeah, and they bring on uh, uh, Captain Carnage. Captain well, well, Carnage. Well, no, they bring out. They, no, that's, well, that's, that's they bring out a DJ. They bring out um, the DJ first. You're right. They bring in uh, the George. man who we all believed was Judge Reinhold. Yes, it was and, not uh, Judge Reinhold. He was uh, trying to again. We're getting to the bottom, putting it in the hot seat, and he, they just throw him the yep. f- just, just fucking him chucked him out, threw him out of the building. And so they bring in Dr. Next. Tweed next. Who immediately... Presents him with a certificate. Well, Wally immediately questions, what kind of doctor are you? Which, good point, Wally George. You Fair point. Yeah, yeah. Because he's been driving it around in a fucking uh-huh. taxi for this movie. I didn't know if he was a taxi driver. I didn't know what this man did for a he living. He was not a taxi driver. And so... Uh, well, his answer, his answer was psycho- uh, sociology. Sociology... And then presented him with a fan club uh, certificate. certificate, I guess, for for Lord knows what. I, I don't well, know. for the certificate for the fan club, yes, where he is a part of of the of the Mad Dog Decurso is the, the mask. mask fan club. 
Or the mask is Joe DeCurso, either or. Either, either one is he, acceptable. Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel. Uh, actually, Jake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there because those are actually rival fan clubs. Oh, okay, okay. My yeah. mistake. Yeah. They're it's, really duking it out for it. They uh, are going That's for why it. he needs to be back at the top. The other they're, one's based in England. They're in a huge membership drive, and, and really, Dr. Tweed thought he had Wally George, and they just ripped it up. Just t- tore it up right in front of him. Really dick move. But... But maybe Wally George is going to get the answers and he brings the mask in here for this interview. The mask sits there. The accusations are flown. Yep. And and, and he gets in the mask's face. Gets right up in his face. I thought he was going to get knocked the fuck out. Me too, but not fucking Wally George. No. Not on his own show. (laughs) And the security comes in. Uh, Security's trying to rip him away. And just, it's chaos. Oh, by the way, can we just say, the mask... Is has not only his valet, oh. but also a dog yes. with a mask on. My favorite thing in the whole a movie. A dog with a mask on, a little poodle with a mask. Oh, it was fantastic. It was amazing. So, so after Wally George, we can't... We, so we then get... It was the human pyramid match. Well, we get to Fresno. We get to Fresno where somehow Leslie Uggams has gotten into the car of the mask and his in his flutie French mistress. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Leslie just needs to know and he asks him point blank, are, are you, you Mad Dog yeah. Joe? And he gets knocked the fuck out. Yep. Punched in the goddamn face. Two in the hits. back of the head, was it? Him hitting him, him hitting the, well, the car. The car, the dashboard. The dashboard. And then they pull up to the arena for the big him, match. With him over in the passengers, passenger seat. In this old make car. Oh, I love the old time. It was yeah. beautiful, beautiful L.A. Fresno car. And it's it's Mad Dog, who we think is wrestling against one man, but he's actually wrestling against... The, he's wrestling the Human Pyramid. Which is four men. Four but- midgets <laughs> in a giant jacket. They, were they wearing a jacket? Yes, they there were. There was no jacket. Yes, they, they were. They started up there with the one... There was a jacket. Was there a jacket? They did, and when they opened it, they did a cut where it was like a drop down, drop down, drop down, but they Because we didn't know how many midgets there were. Right, right. But they weren't really all stacked up either. And then, So they had to do a bad cut where it was stacked Oh, back. I must have missed that because that sounds amazing. It was amazing. But then Ugh. they give them these voices, these sped up, high-pitched yeah. voices. If we slow them down, we'll know what their real voices were. They, they sounded like minions. To me, they really were the minions, and that's going to be a very antiquated reference when someone ever listens to this in a couple of years. Well, you know, I just like they were talking like this, they were talking really fast, and they were going like this. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, see, I want to make a more relevant reference. They sound like Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, <laughs> very, very timely reference. Yes. How is that more relevant? That is timeless, timeless. But um, so, upon the embarrassment of getting his ass whipped by the human pyramid, all four of those midgets kicked his ass. And he fires. He walks out. No, he didn't even fire at this point. He just left the arena walked mid-match, out of the match. Yep. walked out of the match, got nope. into his beautiful car, and drove the fuck out of there. No manager, Which, no dog. All the fans are still outside. Why aren't they in the building watching the match? It was, uh, it was a sellout. They were all just standing yeah. outside. Wow. Yeah. That's what the mask does. He sells out. Okay. And again, the mask is being called this huge fan favorite. He showed up on Wally George giving out his 8x10s. But he's doing some real dick moves. And now he's left his wife behind. His yeah, girl, his, his manager. manager. Okay, I assume they were married. 
for her to stay in this country. Left her for the Golden Greek John Tolis. Which we find out by being introduced on Exotic, exotic Adrian Egypt. Street. The Exotic Adrian Street. Now, this is funny because, Jake, you and I have watched that segment before, but we had no clue what it was from. Yeah, I never knew it was from this movie. We've watched that dozens of times. And my favorite part is when Adrian Street bo- boops John Tolos in the right nose, the nose with the, the microphone. microphone. So good. I also love his line. Uh, in Adrian Street says, I'm dangerous. I could kill a man eventually. eventually. It was great. And the whole segment, just absolutely classic. Look it up on YouTube. Amazing. It's great. And I love how exotic Adrian Street is just Adrian Street. Just the like, whole time. He's not Captain Lou Murano. No. He's just Adrian Adrian's, Street. He's all he can be, just like Captain Lou. And now we are brought to Los Angeles. We are brought to the big weekend festivities because we get a, another amazing bunch of talking heads drop-ins of all the different reactions from from people all over the place as the wrestlers start to show up. We get the big uh, the big uh, speech from the uh, press conference from the mayor uh, who's welcoming all the great wrestlers to his city. He was going to offer them keys to the city, but instead... <laughs> he gave them... Uh, glass snowflakes? No, like plastic snow globes. Snow globes. Like the very small ones. They aren't even good snow globes. And they're in L.A., right? Yeah, they're in L.A. Yes. Why would there be a snow globe that's in L.A.? The, that's what's great about it. Like, I was going to give you a key to the city, but instead here are a bunch of snow globes. That yeah. guy, he reminds me of uh, either Clarence Mason or possibly Jackie Childs from Seinfeld. Yes. Very much so. Which they may have... Base their characters off, off of, of grunt. I don't think there's a question about, about that. Um, so I love the I love the drop-ins. I love the different characters talking. Uh, the the people on the street. Uh, <laughs> I love the uh, the was it the sports massage? Uh, oh, the sports massage guy. Uh, <laughs> given talking about the injuries in wrestling. Uh-huh. I've seen I've seen uh, sprained wrists. Slipped dicks or compressed dicks. Compressed discs. dicks. Uh, we're getting we're getting comments from uh, Captain Carnage. We're getting comments from Kami Warhead. Condiments. Back to the ketchup. Back to the ketchup once again. <laughs> Killer tomato. And some gratuitous boob shots once again because yep. it's an R-rated movie. Wet boobs shaking. Wet boobs. My favorite type of boobs. Um, now. The actual event, you know, what I like about that over Body Slam, they have more than one match. Like, the women's match was on there, that was happening. And it's a preliminary bout. I love how they just basically set it up. (coughs) Yeah, I totally agree. It was a... uh, It's a preliminary bout. Yeah, they set it up Uh early in the... Like, they had the Battle Royale as the main event, of course... And then they need a rest of a card. So they put out their... Uh, it was Charlie Haynes, who I immediately recognized. She wrestled as the Golden Cat Charlie Haynes. And in Glow, she was uh, wrestled as Salt, as the tag team of Salt and Pepper, with Pepper. Also, uh, huh. yeah. And also, uh, Queen Kong, who she wrestled in that match, was uh, D-Boo her um, on a roller derby show. And also, she was Matilda the Hun on Glow. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. So they're both glow girls trained by Mondo, so I'm sure that's how they got in there. And I, I do agree with you that, again, uh, I feel like the GWA, which we, I guess we kind of said to ourselves, was the Global Wrestling Alliance. Uh, association. Association. Whatever, association. Whatever you want. Uh, but I just like how it feels very lived in. 
We are met uh, very, uh, just an, an array, an assortment of characters. These wrestlers, the Grun Brothers, we're getting Kami Warhead. We're getting the women's wrestlers in the preliminary bouts. Also, like, uh, I, I, just, I just like how it feels real. But yet they can't find an announcer that they can pay and that likes their job. Also, and they can allow a dead man to be champion for six years. Six years. Also, uh, Budokan, Pistol Pete Marquez, and referee Jesse Hernandez all appeared in both Body Slam and Grunt. Oh, so, right. I like to think they... They're in the same universe. Yeah, I, w I will definitely agree with you that they're in the same universe. Only four um, years afterwards because <laughs> Body but, Slam was delayed Well, the best so thing wrong. is that even though there was a dead man as heavyweight champion for six years, we also got to know that El Toro was the Georgia State champion. Yes. Like, I just, again, I love how the GWA is a thing. There are news updates. Maybe, there are multiple Maybe announcers. GWA stands for Georgia Wrestling Association. Oh. But no, but then the GWA is in Los Angeles for oh. the Battle Royale. Now, my question right. is... If um if they were going to announce this battle royal, why do it on a press conference and not do it on the Vic Carson show? Maybe oh yeah, we're they couldn't we're get on things Vic, up here. Vic Carson was booked solid. He's the number one night, late night show on television. Well, now we're making this up in our heads that it's in the same universe. We like to think it's the same universe, but again, I'd like to think Vic Carson was just booked solid. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. So after the preliminary bout, it is time for the main event of the evening. The Battle Royal Elimination um, Match. I'm sorry, but during the women's match, we're skipping over the Adrian Street song. She's a big woman for yes. her age. Oh. She's 6'3". She's a big woman for her age. Oh, my the God. What does that mean? The song features at least three or four Adrian Street songs on the soundtrack. The whole this movie. soundtrack is amazing. It's all Again, Adrian Street. Blowing. Body Slam out of the water. Yep. I was almost nervous to watch this because I'm like, Body Slam was one of my favorites. Mikey, what did you say as far as you you said? I didn't, and I mentioned this earlier. I didn't, I, I didn't think that we were gonna have great music. I didn't think anything was gonna beat American Way by Kicks. <laughs> you grossly underestimated. I underestimated everything in this movie. I loved this movie. The Adrian Street songs, Sha Na Na. Sha like, Na Na. The, the soundtrack is amazing, which again just adds to the entire movie, this documentary, everything about it. It's just great. Oh. So, big battle royal. We get to the battle royal. Featuring actual wrestlers like Danny Spivey wrestling as the American Starship Eagle. Also, uh, sadistic Steve DeSalvo's in there. And then you have the mask, Adrian Street. Mm -hmm. You have Kami Warhead. You have Captain Caveman Carnage. Not Captain Caveman. <laughs> but I'll tell you, in that match, Captain Carnage bled like a walnut. A bleeding walnut. Like a bloody yep. walnut. Bloody walnut. Is that uh, racist? It's night. Yes, it's very racist. It's 1985. Like, it is just, they are just throwing it out there. Um, also, the match starts off Adrian Street, Adrian Street jumping into Dan Spivey's arms and kissing, kissing him. him. Yes. Now this battle royal isn't like your typical battle royal where you just get thrown over the top rope and you're eliminated. You can be pinned and you can be thrown out of the ring through any rope and still be eliminated. Yes, it's not quite Ox Baker Memorial Cup rules, but it no is definitely everybody knows Ox Baker Memorial Cup rules. Come on, Lumberjake, come on! Unfortunately, fallen victim to the pin stipulation was the fan favorite. The fan favorite. <laughs> the people's choice, rather. The people's choice! Who was pinned in a giant dog pile by everybody. By at least 12 of the wrestlers on top. And dog he, pile or pig pile? Well, he was... He was a pig. 
ham, 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 ham. And then he got stretched out and then just dumped out of the ring. The stretcher had a rough night. Stretcher had a very rough night. The stretcher was also in the match. It's true. And I, again, I love the action. It's just fast and it's furious. The, also, the fast and the furious. The final four in the ring Adrian Street, Kami Warhead, um, the, the mask. mask, and Captain Carnage. And again, I love how it's built up because Lola's out there. She's the managing Kami. Oh, right. No. She was managing, she was She's managing, managing Captain Carnage. Carnage. In a big turn, nobody saw that coming. And I, well, I mean, she was just resentful over everything, yeah. and she, I feel like maybe she thought the mask in- was Joe DeCurso. Well, because the interactions with Leslie Uggams and Doctor Tweed maybe kind of planted that into her head, almost like Inception, to say, well, maybe he is Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. So further the speculation, the final two in the match. Matt is uh, the, the mask. mask in Captain Carnage, who gets hung up in the ropes. Oh boy! Oh my God! And, and we were all—I am going to tell you—we watched this together. We were all on the edge of the couch. And we, I know we all <laughs> thought it was Joe DeCurso right there. Well, it was like when you're setting it up like that, and you have that moment where he was hitting the ropes yep. back and forth. The fans, slow motion. You look and and. Oh. He hit those ropes back and forth. And then, then smash cut. Lights silent. go out. Lights are flickering on and off. For some reason. And now it's, it's just raining, downpouring this inside the This giant door opens Sides up in the open, arena. And it's on a motorcycle. And it's Mad, Mad Dog, Dog Joe DiCurso. Mad Dog! And it starts raining in the building. It is raining in the building. He is on a motorcycle. He... he he flies down that entranceway. I was afraid for him. <laughs> he was going so No fast. helmet or anything. Nothing. But like everybody. Looking like Magnum TA. Dr. Tweed freaking out. Dr. Pa- Lola passing out. out. Dr. Tweed fainted. Ooh. Passed out. Lola couldn't believe it. She Well, she looked like she could believe it. She was kind of incredulous in the face. All six years of pent-up hatred just faded away from Lola in one fell swoop. And she's like, man, I really picked the wrong time to cheat on him with Captain Carnage. She goes, I am raining, too, from the <laughs> vagina. <laughs> but... He rides his motorcycle down just as the mask is about to drop kick Captain Carnage's head off. And decapitate him. And he jumps out like taking a bullet and eats the drop kick. Yep. Captain Carnage starts beating on him with the longest chain in the world somehow. He pulled it out like a magician. He pulled it out from like the guardrail and it was like 20 feet long. It coming on. And eventually. It's like that scene in Pee Wee Herman. He just keeps coming out the chain for the the bike. So, I mean, wow. Like. Just the at, at this point, we've been brought to believe that maybe the mask was Joe DeCurso, that he was going down this dark path despite everything that happened to him. And this, 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 you know, basically the mask went full heel here. Yes, absolutely. And he was going to fucking kill. He was going to kill Captain Carnage, and he was looking like he was going to kill DeCurso, who was all bloodied up. Oh, well, they tried. John Tolos and the mask did everything in their power to kill these men. So, for the. Joe DeCurso was never a good guy then. Joe DeCurso was a villain against Skullcrusher Johnson. That's what I believed. And I believed that he was a villain in the wrestling world. And then the mask was... was Pretending and using all the notoriety that... But he was a hero, though. He was a hero, but he he wasn't the real Joe DeCurso, so he was... He was was using the fame of what happened. He he didn't have the personal... 
Uh, right. Like, he didn't have the personal gumption of a DeCurso. And here's what I think. I think that Joe DeCurso saw what the mask was doing, and I think that he was still down on his luck. We knew he was homeless based on the documentary footage. Out of work? We, out of work. Out of hope. Oh, worth, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you know, I guess I, well, yeah, I was right. Yeah, you were right. I'm not I gonna apologize that. to you. No, Fuck I, you, I Jake. Fuck you. I didn't say. All right, guys. All right. I oh, know it's fine. I just, I really. Ow! Oh, why would you do that? I'm sorry. Mm. You pushed me like a young mm. mad dog. Ju- My mouth. <laughs> I, so what I'm thinking is that he's seeing this happening. He's seeing the fame and fortune that the mask is garnering. The beautiful women. The dog with the mask. <laughs> He's, he's seeing all this, but he's seeing the dark path this man is going down. He's being seduced by the dark side, which was true when he walked out on his manager to join the Greek god, John Tolos. Well, he was a bad guy then, too. But what I'm saying is that... But, I, but when Joe DeCarso, they went to see his old manager in the wheelchair... JJJ? Yes. They were saying that he... Like, even then, he was like, listen, he's a bastard, he's a son of a bitch, but he's a good guy. He was a good guy that kind of pushed that goodness away. Yeah. He he turned his back on it when he joined Lola, and when he became... He, he kind of just got caught up in it, but while he was on the outs, and while he was seeing that the mask was following these parallels, he couldn't take it anymore. Did Mad Dog ever have one single line in this movie? No. He no. never said one word. No. Neither did the mask, which again led to right. the idea that they were the yep. same person. And... When we saw him ride in in the rain on his motorcycle, it is the redemption, the true what a moment redemption of Mad Dog Joe. So DeCurso. would you conti- would you consider Mad Dog Joe DeCurso the lead in this movie? I think his spirit was the lead. So in this the movie. lead in this movie didn't say one line. The lead of the movie Does that is that Leslie Uggams <laughs> or Doctor Tweed? Ooh, Doctor Tweed. Doctor Tweed. Well, oh no, Dr. Leslie Uggams Dr. is the Tweed lead. Medicine woman. <laughs> Dr. Tweed is the supporting uh, actor to... See, okay. I think Who that Mad, Mad Dog Joe DiCurso is an idea. He is bigger than just this movie. And while the movie is about this 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 thing, this, this thing that's in the ether... Getting so deep. I, I, because I love this fucking movie. <laughs> and then... Um, Oh yeah, and then they unmask the mask, and it's just some guy. It's, it's just, just some guy, guy. which yep. again leads you to the idea that it's just the idea. Yep. It's yeah. just it's more than you. It's your. It's more than just me. It's more than Doctor Tweed, president of this fan club. No, it's just more than that. It's the idea of something, and that idea. The mask wasn't anything special. He wasn't a superhero. He was just some guy. He tried to transcend it on his own and use the mask as a as a symbol, but you can't. But and there was a picture you. of Joe DiCurso as a kid wearing a mask for some reason. Which, again, which all led to the conspiracy. Right. <sighs> Guys, I, I love this movie. I Good. love this movie. This movie is way better than Body Slam. Way better this? than Body Slam. Fuck Body Slam. <laughs> Fuck you, Dirk Benedict. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, M. Harry Smilak. Fuck you, you piece of shit, <laughs> Smilak <laughs> motherfucker. Fucking quick, Rick. Right. Fuck right. you. Shit. Captain right. Lou, I hope you fucking die. Wait. <gasps> But he's already dead. What? I didn't know he was sick. Ah. Uh, so I mean, we're we're giving it the full Monty. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred thumbs up. A hundred thumbs up. 
hundred thumbs right up Body Slam's butt. Yeah. Oh, this was fun, guys. We had some, uh, we we had some comments and some criticism. Hopefully, constructive. We had a we, lot of feedback. I didn't get to read our mailbag this this episode, okay. but you know, we did get a lot of constructive criticism, and we're continuing to evolve. We're continuing to to just get better, and we need your help to get better. And there's only one way you can do that because write you, to us at Zoom PO Box Zoom Zoom yeah. That's no, we're on Hoobazoo. Oh my! What you that's think? Right. Zoom. Zoom on PBS. That's not us. So let's uh, let's break it down real quick. Yep. So we have Sunday nights at 11 p.m. on Hoobazoo.com. That's right. Thanks to the booth and thanks to the amazing Keith Hayes. That's right. We have ThreeWayTheater.com, our home, our hub, where basically you can go and you can get everything you. Could possibly need That's literally right. every single episode. Also, all yes, you know, all the the catalog that the three way theater provides. You can go all the way back. You can all watch, the way back to episode one. Yeah, you can watch all three hours <laughs> from episode one and from now and everything in between. Right. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Watch three us way on YouTube. Don't take our name on Instagram. Made don't that make yet. that yet because we are also on Twitter at Three Way Theater. I'm just saying, there's so many ways you can find us. Find us on Boomerang. Find us on Grinder. Find us on Bumble. Uh, Yelp. If you yep. want to Yelp us, mm-hmm. I mean, right. don't leave any negative comments though. Negative no. reviews, please. Constructive criticism is one. Yes, thing, constructive criticism only. No short jokes about Mike Pava. Lumberjake is very sensitive. Yeah, he's very sensitive about the short jokes about Mike Pava. Yeah. So guys, don't do that. I, I know we had said that we were gonna do Slammed next as the third episode. Yeah. But moments before we started this podcast, I think there's no doubt that we have to forego Slammed. For another another. episode. We're pushing Slammed back. Pushing Slammed back for... Russell Madness. Russell Russell Madness. Oh, Madness? Russell Madness. Russell Mania will get you sued. The Air Bud (laughs) Wrestling Movie. Oh, yeah. It's not not starring Air Bud, for the record. Uh, Right, it's a different dog. He looks more like Wishbone. It's, 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 he's a Russell Jack Russell Terrier, which is which why Jack Russell Russell Madness. Madness yes. yes, he's wrestling as Lumberjack Russell. And the greatest villain in wrestling history might be presented in Russell Madness. John Ratzenberger. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say the other John. Who? Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. Right. Bailey Thornhill's favorite wrestler, John Morrison himself, Johnny Mundo. Wrestles against this small Jack Russell Terrier. Yes. So that's going to be episode three. Yes. I'm down. All right. All right. We got this. Well, so episode two is in the books. How do you episode- feel, guys? I feel pretty good. Feeling good. Feeling I'm good. sweating a lot. You are I very feel, sweaty right I need now. to eat something. I'm actually I'm having a diabetic attack. Great. Oh, okay. I, we need to go. We did not. I didn't really eat today. I had no. some donuts. I had some Mary Lou's coffee. I, but I loved this episode. I loved love this, this movie. movie. I love you guys. Aw. Oh, I love you, man. Let's lo- do that movie next. Oh, all right. All right. Forget about Russell Coming Madness. up next on our Paul Rudd podcast. <laughs> I Love You, Man, starring Jason Segel and Paul Rudd. I'd rather it star a real seagull. 
All right. Shots fired against Jason Siegel, guys. <sighs> All right. Thanks, everybody. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjake. I'm JC. And you've been listening to Three Way Theater. Mad about you, baby. Miss Linda and Adrian Street. The human bomb shelter. Jake the snake. Ask Mad Dog DeCurso if it's real or fake. Golden Greek Taurus, the giant goon Dickhoff. El Toro, the grunt brothers too. The wild Samoans got something crazy going. They're gonna be going after you, you, you. Wrestling tonight. Everything is bigger than life Wrestling tonight Rock and roll and wrestling tonight Flying drop kick, suplex, mayor Stomping on the throat, pulling on the hair Pick your fall scissors, back break the knee Down for the count and it's a one, two, three Interview time between each match, stay tuned, can't tell who you might catch. Why look what dropped in, just to say howdy, it's a Dickie Murdoch and it's gonna get rowdy. Yeah, you kids, you think you're so beautiful, narcissizing every day, popping up. Look at this neck, look at my pecs, look at my shoulders, look at my head. Just Joe, Freddie Blasi, also classy. Set the stage for the current rage. Wrestling tonight. Everything is bigger than life, 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 life. Wrestling tonight. Rock and roll and wrestling tonight. Red!